I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, July 5th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, with a single tweet, Heinz may have put an end to a debate that dates back to the invention of the famous red sauce. They tweeted, FYI, ketchup goes in the fridge. Now, that makes me ask you, Jay, do you put your ketchup in the fridge? We do, only when once it's opened. I assume that's what they meant. But yeah, we do. Do you? You know, I do and I don't. You know, when I was living alone, I didn't. But now that I live with someone who puts it in the fridge, I also put it in the fridge. But yeah, it has been up for, I've, I've thought about it before because I've seen it both ways. I've seen people put it in the fridge and people not put it in the fridge. There's another controversial fridge, non-fridge. You want to hear it? Yeah. Peanut butter is a fridge, non-fridge debate. Peanut butter is a fridge, non-fridge debate. There's also the debate. It's not even a debate. I think it's just different. But in Europe, they don't put eggs in the fridge. They sell eggs at convenience stores. I think yeah. that's different. Here we put eggs in fridge. Butter? You think you have to put butter in the fridge, right? But I, some people don't. Otherwise, it would melt. We don't. It doesn't melt. And it, you don't need to. If it's really hot in your house, I guess you do. Well, we've really stepped into it, the fridge, non-fridge. But there's probably other things that people will... They're definitely going to tweet at you. They won't tweet at me, but they're going to tweet at you. On some of these things, you're probably wrong. Brett, aside from fridge or no fridge, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, Meta launches a Twitter rival. For our second story, tornadoes put Canada in the spin cycle. And for our last story, CEOs are putting in the work. For our first story, Mark Zuckerberg is ready to rumble. And no, we're not talking about the cage fight that may or probably won't happen against Elon Musk. Brett, what are we talking about? So Meta is sticking it to Twitter by launching a challenger called Threads. Tomorrow, the internet will have yet another choice for text-based expression, and I personally can't wait, Jay. I can't wait either. By building off Instagram's user base, users will be able to transfer their usernames and followers. The new microblogging app is expected to gain traction, well, quickly. Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk fired shots at Meta's new app over the amount of personal data it will apparently collect on its users. I think you left the word ironically, fired shots at Meta's new app. But anyway, it matters because competitors are taking advantage of the chaos at Twitter to launch rival platforms, leaving internet users with a dizzying number of options when it comes to how they'll broadcast their streams of consciousness. Between decentralized apps like Mastodon and Jack Dorsey-backed Blue Sky or Donald Trump still kicking truth social, users now have plenty of options. And the bottom line is this. Twitter has proven resilience so far, but Meta actually has the resources to invest in challenging the company head on. And who knows, if things get heated or more heated, maybe we'll have the pleasure of witnessing a Musk-Zuck cage match after all. I hope so. For our second story, after only the U.S., Canada sees more tornadoes than anywhere else on Earth, and they might be getting stronger. That's scarier than the 1996 thriller Twister, Jay. What makes us think that tornadoes are going to be this bad? Well, a massive tornado that tore through two towns north of Calgary over the weekend has been classified as stronger than 95% of tornadoes usually seen in Canada. With a maximum wind speed of 275 kilometers per hour, it was the strongest tornado to touch down in Alberta since 1987, according to the research group Northern Tornado Project. As temperatures rise, severe tornadoes could become a more common occurrence as they migrate towards areas with higher populations, increasing the risks posed to humans and to property. And it's happening because tornadoes from when warm, humid air clashes with cold, dry air, more heat means more opportunities for air temperature differences, and that all leads to more violent storms. 
And now what's next? Well, there's not enough data to draw concrete conclusions about the future Canadian tornadoes. Heck, we don't even know the exact number of tornadoes that happen each year. And the bottom line is this. You'd think giant swirling towers of destruction would be easier to keep track of, but many go undetected since they occur in remote areas where nobody lives. The executive director of the Northern Tornadoes Project told Canadian Geographic that Ontario is the only place where they have enough data to paint a picture of future trends. For our third story, more and more CEOs are taking notes from the show Undercover Boss as they shed their suits and experience firsthand what it's like working for the companies they manage. So driving the news, executives are working the occasional shift at their companies to get a better sense of the problems employees face and snap out inefficiencies per AP News. Now, Jay, I took these few lines for you because I know how much you'd struggle with these names. So Starbucks CEO Laxman Narasimhan works a half shift every month as a barista and Uber CEO, my old boss's 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 boss, Dara Kashro Shahi, that's a name I had practiced before, completed over 100 rides and deliveries last year. And while it's not really work, Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky stays at listings monthly. While several companies require corporate employees to work shifts as part of their training, DoorDash goes a step further by requiring salaried workers to make at least four deliveries a year. I like that. It matters because executives dabbling on the front lines can lead to sweeping changes. When the people in charge experience problems firsthand, they're extra motivated to fix them. For example, DoorDash now gives drivers more control and consistency with how they get paid by offering the choice between being paid a minimum wage or per delivery. Yes, but CEOs have faced accusations of performatively working to seem like they're connecting with workers while actively fighting against their best interests back at HQ. While Starbucks CEO is whipping up frappes during happy hour, his company is devising ways to crush unionization drives. And when they're not shuttling Popeye's orders, DoorDash management is fighting against laws that would secure higher pay for gig workers. And this is the bottom line. Trust between employers and employees is slowly eroding. Initiatives to meaningfully bridge the gap between both sides could grow increasingly important. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great warm day, Peak Pals. When you give me shock, when-